If you've ever worked in a startup, you know that essentially all of them on the inside are dumpster fires. This isn't anything against them, it's just the truth of the matter. I mean, when you're trying to grow really fast and you're creating new products, you're creating new processes, it's natural that things are gonna seem a little bit chaotic. I've been inside a couple different startups and this is pretty much how I describe them. But the good news is, is that there's a lot of things you can do to prepare for that chaos because there's you know, a little bit of pattern in how any company gets started, especially if you're on the people side of things like I have been. And so what I wanna do with this video today is break down some of the common themes that I see in the talent development space around training employees that just about every company goes through. Welcome to Making Better, a podcast from Better Everyday Studios, where we dive into the science and art of making individuals, teams, and organizations better. Whether you are a learning leader, an instructional designer, or a trainer, this show will give you practical lessons to drive positive change in others. Let's get started. So hey, if you don't know me, I'm Matt Jertson. I'm the founder and chief learning officer of Better Everyday Studios. Before I did this, I was head of training at SpaceX for a few years, left there to go to another startup that 6X'd during my time there. Uh, and now I work with all kinds of startups. So I've seen a lot of companies go through these growth phases and I've seen a lot of common trends. And if you're prepared for these trends, if you're prepared for this, these challenges, then you can make things a lot easier on yourself and, and the entire company. And so what we're gonna do is break down kind of the six major stages that I have seen most companies go through when it comes to employee training, the needs that they have, and then if you fail to prepare for those needs, kind of the challenges that you're gonna run into. So when it comes to employee training, the first thing that always pops up is plain and simple compliance. Every single company has some kind of compliance requirement. Now, if you're in an uh, industry that doesn't have a lot of compliance needs, this is probably gonna come from a place like HR where you have harassment prevention training. Uh, I've mainly worked in California, so there's pretty high regulations around that. But then if you're in a more heavily regulated industry, which I have also been in, things like manufacturing, aerospace, well, then there's gonna be other places where this compliance comes from. And so it'll start with you know, the HR person saying, hey, we, we need to get some training going for our employees because you know, we have to have this, we have to meet this harassment prevention requirement. And then you'll have, you know, whether it's the facilities person or the safety person, they're gonna come up to you and say, hey, we have all these OSHA regulations that we need to figure out and abide by. And so we have a whole lot of training uh, to, to meet those requirements. And then the list just kind of goes on and on from there, depending on the specifics of your industry. If you're in the financial industry, there's gonna be a whole lot of regulations that you have to train people people on. Uh, there, there's just going to be a lot of it. And chances are, because most of these requirements don't kick in until a company reaches a certain size in terms of number of employees, it's going to be kind of a wave. And it's all going to show up all at once. And if you're not expecting it, if you're not prepared for it, then you can kind of be caught flat-footed or caught behind. And then it leads to a lot of, a lot of catching up. So being prepared for that wave, you know, going out there and starting to source vendors, having an idea of which vendors you want to use, how you're going to utilize them is really, really essential if you want to stay ahead of this, this first challenge. 
Now, interestingly enough, that first challenge leads directly into the second challenge, which is kind of a proliferation of content providers. Because very often, there, there isn't a single person who is responsible for training in a company in these early stages. And so the safety person, they go out and source their own requirements. And the HR person goes out and sources their own requirements. And they're all diff using different vendors. There's not a learning management system in the middle of the company. And so they're going out and finding these vendors and utilizing their services. And before you know it, if you're not careful, employees are left logging into two, three, four different systems in order to meet all of the training requirements, which is just a hassle for everyone, right? So if you're on the people side of things, it really benefits you to get ahead of this. And the key thing you need to realize is that a lot of content providers out there, they're not actually making money on the content, they're making money on the monthly subscription of having you in their system. And so that's always gonna be their default. They're, they're expecting you to not have a plan. And so if you have a plan to ask questions of, hey, can we, can we get your content? Are there different ways to, to, to give our content to our employees rather than just having them log into your system? It's gonna be really helpful. But still, sometimes there's no way around the fact that you're gonna be logging into multiple systems because maybe you're not ready to purchase a learning management system yet. And so in that case, just set up a single, a single place for all of your employees to at least go to to find out what the requirements are and how to log into these systems. So you can create you know, a page on your SharePoint or Confluence or whatever kind of internet you have. Maybe it's even just a simple Google Doc that says, hey, if you're this kind of employee, log in here. If you're this kind of employee, log in here. Um, and then at least employees have a single place to go to in order to get that information. But still... You, you know, so we started with, we have all these compliance requirements, then we now have all these different places that people are going. By continuing to use all of these different places to host that content, then you run into the third problem of tracking challenges, right? Because compliance doesn't do you any good. Having people take compliance courses doesn't do you any good unless you can prove who has taken what and you know who to follow up with. And that becomes then the, the third challenge of how are we downloading all of this stuff? And, and what often happens, again, because there's not a central location, a single person responsible for all of this stuff, is the training person is figuring out how they track it, the HR person is figuring out how they track it, and it becomes just super disjointed. And worst case scenario, each of those people is individually going after different employees to say, hey, you haven't done this, hey, you haven't done this. And from the employee's perspective, that just sounds really confusing because it's all training to them, right? Like they're kind of putting it all in the same bucket. There's no reason for an employee to differentiate between, oh, okay, this kind of training material is coming from the safety person or the facilities team, and this kind of training is coming from, from HR. There's no reason that they're they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna do that in, in their heads. And so again, the, the best way to get ahead of this and solve this problem is to one, realize that it's gonna be a problem of saying, hey, we need to track this stuff, so let's create a single location where everybody's pulling the information, the completion information from these different systems into one single Google Sheet, say. And then that one Google Sheet becomes the source of truth of who has completed and not completed different information or different courses. And then one person uses that sheet to send out reminders. There shouldn't be separate emails about different compliance requirements. There should just be one email that's kind of a summary 
of all of the compliance requirements. And doing that is going to be extremely helpful for your employees. It's going to dramatically cut down on the amount of emails you're sending. It's going to dramatically cut down on just kind of the, the view of employees of how many requirements there are, right? Even when, whether I have, you know, if I have four requirements that I have to complete and I'm getting one email versus four separate emails, it's just going to feel a lot more onerous if I'm getting those four emails. And so by combining it into a single summary email, it's really, really going to be helpful. Okay, so those are the, those are the first three major things that happen. And then this is where it changes a little bit depending on what kind of company you are. And I'll, I'll call this challenge the, the sales surge because if you have, if you're a company that has a lot of, a big sales team, well, this is around the point where the company says, okay, we're, we're staffing up our sales team. We're realizing, oh, they don't know what to do. And sales is usually one of the first places where a true training need comes in. You know, it's not compliance. It's for the betterment for the, for the business. Like we need to train our new sales staff. And so they staff up really quickly. I've seen, I've been in lots of organizations where, the, you know, the sales team is much bigger than the HR team very often. They're much bigger than the recruiting team. They're certainly much bigger than you know the the central training team and so suddenly there's this big upsurge of, of training there and if you're not careful if you don't open up lines of dialogue between the sales training team often called the sales enablement team and whoever is handling training in HR or production then then they start to you know get their wires crossed and try to do different things because you know, if you think about what it takes to be a good salesperson or good sales manager, you know, first there's just the basics of sales that you need to know that you need to know. But pretty soon you realize you need good sales leadership. And so, hey, we should have leadership training as well. And I've been in companies where, you know, there have been two learning management systems operating in parallel, one for the sales team, one for everybody else. And it just creates all kinds of confusion. And so this isn't to say that you need to stop that or try to centralize the, um, you need to centralize the training function because often that's, that's a losing battle. But what you need to do is have open lines of honest communication. You need to make sure everyone involved in training is talking to one another. Even if you're not at a company that has a sales team, this is going to happen somewhere in your company. It's going to happen in production. It's going to happen in quality. There's going to be other places out in the business where they realize, hey, we have some kind of training requirement that we need to meet. And very often, the people team hasn't you know, been staffed yet to have you know, an actual learning and development function. And so then they create their own learning and development function. And so... Again, it's not to say that that's wrong, but what is wrong is just simply siloing those teams off and not openly communicating about what the requirements are and who's, who has what responsibilities in terms of training different members of the employee population. So after you go through that big surge where there's out, outside of the people team or the HR team, all these training requirements are coming up, the next big surge that happens in the rest of the business is what I like to call the documentation surge, where all of a sudden everybody says, maybe they're not saying they need training, but they need to, we're starting to figure out processes that work and don't work. We have a certain way of doing things on our team and we wanna document it somewhere, right? And sometimes 
the company's not ready for that. And so what can happen is, is you know, one team is using Confluence, and so they start putting their documentation there. Another team is on Google Sites or just Google Docs, and they're putting their documentation there. Another team tries to do it with Asana or, or, or some other tool like that. And all of a sudden, you have all of these different document repositories all over the place that are kind of competing against one another, which just doesn't help anybody and leads to a lot of confusion because, again, as an employee, I just want to go find information about how to do my job. I don't want to have to track the eight different places that information might show up or might be stored in. And so planning ahead and saying, hey, you know, okay, so we, we did a little bit of this work where people were just putting stuff where they wanted to, but how do we get it so that it's simple for every employee to find the place to put this information? And that then leads us to the sixth challenge that companies run into. This is the last one. This is the last one of kind of this growth phase of, of L&D or employee training. And that's if you if you haven't handled the earlier stages correctly, where you now have all of these different silos of employee training, eventually it starts to create a tremendous amount of friction within the company. And employees en masse are saying, we're not going to log into multiple learning management systems. We're not going to go to different places for different kinds of documentation. The friction gets so great that there is a need to centralize, and then you have a fight, right? Because now all of these different teams who haven't been talking have become entrenched in their tools, and all of them are going to lose, right? Like all of them are going to have to put in a whole ton of work to move their knowledge and, and training somewhere else if their tool doesn't win the fight. And that's just a nasty place to be. It's like you, you don't want these interdepartmental fights when really any tool can theoretically work. And so the best way to avoid this challenge is first, in all of the previous challenges, you should be working on keeping open lines of communication. Someone, if it's not a training person, it needs to be somebody in HR, somebody needs to be kind of like sitting above it all and keeping track of where are all of the training needs in the company and who is meeting those needs so that there can be honest communication around what tools we should be using. But if you do find yourself in this situation where there's all these different uh, systems and everybody's fighting for their own and nobody has these good communication channels, well, then now is the time to try to set up those those channels. Don't, don't, don't just force the issue, especially if you're in HR, if you're in IT and you think you have fiat to just say, this is the way we're going to go. It's only going to sow the seeds of future challenges later on. Now is the time to decide, okay, we're going to create either a centralized training team or at least some kind of regular meeting where all of the different training people come together to discuss these issues so we can say, this is why we chose this tool, this is what it does for us, so everybody can share why they made the decisions that they made, they can feel heard in the decisions going forward, and that way you at least set up a really firm foundation uh, for the future of employee training in your organization. So what do you think? These are the things that I have seen. I'm not saying they are completely universal, but I've worked with a lot of different startups now, and there are certainly some trends. I think it's Mark Twain who said, you know, history doesn't repeat, but it sure does rhyme. That's the way I feel with employee training. So I, I hope you found this video helpful. If you did, make sure to subscribe to this channel so you can get more of this content going forward. Have a great day.